Well, glory. Good evening, everybody. Good to see you guys and girls tonight. Thank you for being back in the house of the Lord. I pray you've had a good day sounding the alarm, and the Lord has been with you every step of the way. Uh, we're here tonight to, to gather and to glean from the Word of God once again and to worship Him. How many believe He's worthy of our worship, right? He's worthy of all the glory and the praise. That's why we come together and, and blend our voices together to sing His glory. And so we want to do that in this room together tonight. And so why don't you stand with us tonight if you don't mind. My wife informed me this afternoon that I had forgotten this morning to receive the offering. And so I pray you people put your, your offering in that box. I've been on vacation, guys. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm out of the habit. And so we'll get there again. We'll get there. Let's pray tonight and ask the Lord to meet with us and just to bless all that happens. Father, we love you tonight. God, we thank you and we praise you. Thank you, God, that you're here in this room together tonight. We, we would just invite you to come in might and power and in authority. God, meet with your people mightily, Lord, mightily. Leave nothing undone, please, God, we pray. And God, be glorified and praised because of it all. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's worship together. waters, I won't go under, I won't drown. And when I'm in over my head, I know that you won't let me go. And when I'm broken and down to nothing, I know that you are always up to something good. I know that Fear and doubt, you will leave behind. 
that your plans are higher than ours, God, that your ways are better than ours, Father. We thank you, Father, for the path that you lead us down on a daily basis, God. Thank you for your leading, your guiding, and your directing us, Lord. Stone's getting ready to roll. I feel a faith that is starting to rise. And I see the world on the edge of revival. I think it's only a matter of time. So do what only you can do. Do what only you
we're just going to wait on you. Father, we're going to slow down in your presence tonight, God, and just soak it all in, God. Father, we just pray that you would just start pouring out your blessings on us, God. Not the ones we can see, God, but the ones that we can feel inside, Father. Father, we pray that you would just manifest your spirit inside of us. We pray that the Spirit of God would just move so thickly in this sanctuary, God, that the atmosphere itself is thick, Lord. Father, we want to be able to just breathe in your presence, God. Father, just move in this place, God. Father, each life here represents another life, Father. Want to stretch out to those that can't be here tonight, Father. For those in our family, Lord, that aren't here with us, Lord. Time and space is not an object for you, God. Father, while we get here in this room tonight, Father, we just pray that it just manifests outside these walls and you just start moving in lives of people. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Strength. 
struck wonder at the mansion of your name. Sing filled with wonder. Sing that again. Filled with wonder.
How many times we sing this song and how many times we at Christmas time sing a very similar song that talks about oh come let us adore him and as we were singing this song tonight it occurred to me do we really understand the definition of the word adore and Lord I will adore you what does that mean when we say, Lord, we'll adore you? So I poked that girlfriend of mine who sits on the front row beside of me, and I said, pull your phone up and find the definition for me. The definition of the word adore simply means this, to love and to respect someone deeply. Or to worship. To love and to respect someone deeply or to worship. So when we sing, oh, come let us adore him at Christmas time, we're saying, oh, come let us love and respect him. Let us worship. And as we declare, Lord, I adore you. We're saying, Lord, I love you. God, I respect you. God, I'm going to worship you with all that I am. This is such a privilege we have, church family. This is such a privilege we have to come and to glorify and to honor and love on our God. He has loved us so deeply. He has given so much for you and I. Man, to take just a few moments in a service such as this and to lift our hands and to give Him praise and thanks seems like such a small and insignificant response. Oh, but I think it's, it's what I believe we're able to do. And so I want to bring Him my very best, and I know you do as well, or you wouldn't be here tonight. And so please join me all across this room and let's adore him father we bless you oh god we love you oh god how we respect you reverence and respect for the king of glory lord we we worship you we worship you we worship you lord god you deserve the glory god you deserve the honor god you deserve the respect the reverence you are precious and you are holy and you are true and you are righteous. Your righteousness, Lord, your righteousness, God, full display in the lives of your sons and daughters. Your righteousness, your holiness, God. Oh, God, we, we gather to praise you. We gather to bless you. We gather to mingle our voices to declare your honor to honor and to adore God we adore you we just adore you Lord we love you and we respect you God with all that we are
how precious, how precious you are. Lord, you're not a baby lying in a manger that we adore anymore. You're not a suffering man hanging on a cross anymore. But you are risen, resurrected Savior, King of kings and Lord of lords. And we adore you, Lord. You are our God and our King. You're our Savior, our Redeemer, our Healer, our Baptizer. We breathe in your presence tonight, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh Lord. How precious. How adorable is our God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto his name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we speak a supernatural manifested healing. Any sickness or infirmity that may have walked in this door tonight, God, right now, we declare it healed. We declare it whole in Jesus' name. God, we speak to those who aren't even able to be here tonight. And God, we, we speak a manifested supernatural divine intervention on their behalf. God, touch them and heal them. Let allergies be gone. Let cancer be gone. Let every sickness named among us, let it be removed in the name of Jesus. For we believe the price is paid, the penalty is done. And God, we receive the blessing because of the price that you paid. Thank you, Lord. I declare from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to the tip of my toes, I am healed, I am whole, I am complete in Jesus' name. So are my brothers and my sisters in Christ. I love you, Lord, and I praise you. I thank you ahead of time for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on and give the King of Glory a hand clap tonight, would you? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God bless you as you're seated. Love on somebody. <laughs> wow. Thank the Lord. Does anybody know it's hot outside? And dry. Makes you sure want to miss hell, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't want to go there. Honolulu, I want to go there. Man, I'm glad you guys are back tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. I've got a word that I believe the Holy Spirit would have me to share tonight. Uh, man, we had a great day today, and, and I, I thank you uh, for being here, seeing some new faces and new families coming, and, and I'm so thankful that they don't just come once, but they come back. And, yeah. And uh, that's so cool. Let me remind you tonight about Love Lone Grove. Uh, if, if you have donations to make, if you've got clothing, or somebody asked the other day, Pastor, what all will they take? Uh, they'll take a 10-speed bicycle if you got one. I mean, uh, whatever. Uh, a new pickup truck, if you want to donate that, I'm sure. You know, somebody do a trade-in, keep that one and take the other one. And anyway, um, any, honestly, anything from household items, uh, Miss LaDonna is glad to get any of it, and uh, all of it, I, I know some of you are new to our church family, and so you don't know what Love Lone Grove Day is. Uh, we have done, we do this every other year, uh, and have for the past eight years done this every other year, and uh, it's an opportunity for us to be a blessing to our community, the surrounding area. Really, it's open to anybody. We call it Love Lone Grove Day, but it's open to anybody who wants to come. Uh, it's an opportunity for, for people to come and to, uh, to go through the garage sale stuff, and, and and here's the, the funny phrase, it's not really a garage sale, it's a garage free. 
um, because everything back there is free. Uh, anybody who needs a, a new pair of shoes or a new pair of blue jeans or uh, whatever, if they need three new pair of shoes or blue jeans, uh, it's back there and they can take as much as they want. Uh, there's going to be backpacks with school supplies that are given away that day and uh, we're working to get some haircut people lined out and stuff like that. And so uh, if you know somebody that would be willing to come and give a couple hours to cut hair, uh, if, if you don't know somebody, Mary Burns is going to have to do it. And I'm telling you, I've seen her cut hair. And so we need somebody to come cut hair, okay? I've got a funny on Miss Mary. We, I was telling Joey right before service began, Sister Vaughn and I went out to see him a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, just to love on him and spend some time with Ronnie and Mary. And uh, we walked up to the front porch and Mary met us outside and she said, Pastor, look at my deck. And I said, well, that's really nice, sister, get a new deck. And she said, no, I power washed it. This is an 80-something, I'm not supposed to say, year old woman. Uh, and she's out there power, 80, she's 60. 60, okay, yeah, okay. I'm behind the pulpit. I'm not going to fib, okay? You do all the fibbing you want to do. Anyway, she's advanced in years out there power washing the deck in front of her house. I can't imagine uh, how tough that woman is. I pray I'm as tough as she is when I get to be uh, her age. How many other toughies are here tonight? Yeah, Dennis raised his hand for sure. Amen. All right, hey, let's get into the Word, uh, but let's worship the Lord one more time. Right there where you're seated, please, let's, let's give God praise and honor. Come on, let's adore Him one more time. Father, we love You. Uh, tonight, we praise You. God, just thank You for the blessing of being called sons and daughters. Meet with us tonight, oh God, we pray, and leave nothing out. God, in, in Jesus' name, leave nothing undone. Be glorified and be praised. Hallelujah and amen and amen. Oh, it may sound like a broken record, but how many believe tonight Jesus is coming and coming quickly? And aren't you glad for uh, in the meantime, during those mean times, we can find strength in the name of Jesus Christ tonight? How many believe there's power in Jesus' name? I believe that in the name of Jesus we find all hope, and I believe in His name we find all healing. How many agree with that? How many know there's healing in Jesus' name, right? I believe in the name of Jesus we find peace and we find provision. I mean, oh, if you call upon His name in the midst of a storm, that He's there to speak peace to the storms of life, right? Uh, when you find yourself without, you can call upon the name of Jesus and He'll supply all your needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Come on. In the name of Jesus, I believe blinded eyes are open. In the name of Jesus, deafened ears are opened. In the name of Jesus, the lame walk and the dead get up again. In the name of Jesus, demonic spirits have got to flee in Jesus' name. At the name of Jesus, I believe that every provision, every answer, every question is answered. I believe that all hope comes. I believe that deliverance is found. I believe that revival is there. I believe that the name of Jesus carries power and might and authority all because of the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. How many are thankful for the name of Jesus tonight? I believe that in His name we can even find strength for the day that we're living in today. We had lunch with David and Marla today. David said, Pastor, I think we're living in the, the greatest day the church has ever seen. I know we're going through some difficult times. We're, we're living in a, a world that's upside down, topsy-turvy and crazy. But friend, we're living in the greatest opportunity for the church that the church has ever seen before. 
I agree with Brother David 100%. I believe today is the day that God appointed and called us to live in. And God gave us the strength to live even through the complications, even through the situations, even through the topsy-turvy, upside-down world that we're living in. Amen? I believe that in this life that there's a lot of things that would try to, to come and knock the wind out of our sails. I, I think there's a lot of stuff that would try to come our direction and, and try to take us away from Jesus Christ. How many understand what I'm talking about tonight? I, I, I know you've heard me say on many different occasions that life is full of complications. Life is full of problems. Anybody walking around with complications and problems? Come on, you, you don't like to fess up to it, but, but unless we address the mountain, Jesus didn't say ignore the mountain. He said speak to the mountain and see it be gone, right? And so uh, we, we know that we go through situations. We know we go through complications, but, but guess what? He's the one that gives us the power and the strength to walk through all of it, right? Some of the problems in life are nothing less than a direct attack of the enemy himself. Listen, the Bible makes it very clear. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's walking around seeking whom he may devour. He's out to, to bring us down. He's out to take the wind out of ourselves. He's out to cause us to stumble and fall. He's out to, to bring complications and problems into our lives. Sometimes the problems in life are nothing less than a direct attack of the enemy himself. And how many also know that sometimes the problems of life are nothing less than a direct result of something we did to ourselves. Anybody ever do something dumb? I knew I was preaching in the right place. Some of the biggest problems we get into are self-inflicted, right? Some of the biggest problems that we run into are things that we brought upon ourselves. The Bible makes it again very clear that we're going to reap what we sow. If you plant bad seed, guess what? That seed can come up and come back to get you one day. It can, it can bring complications and problems into your life. When we make uninformed, flesh-led choices, it usually ends up with more problems than, than answers. Amen? When we try to follow what we want and what we think is the best, instead of seeking what God says for us to do, I mean, understand, we're going to end up in a world of hurt. We're going to end up with a lot of problems in our lives. Some problems come from the enemy and some problems come from self. But the truth is, no matter what the source of the problems may be, our Heavenly Father has a desire for us to be able to stand strong in the name of Jesus and survive them all, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 13 says, Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, and be strong. Man, that's a good word tonight, church. Watch. Stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Poke somebody and tell them, be brave and be strong. I don't think you poked them very hard. Hear your pastor tonight, friend. As we go through living in these end times, as we go about living in these last days, we're going to need a strength that we can't find within ourselves. We're going to need more than what we find in, in and of our, our own selves, our own intellect, our own power, our own abilities, our own checkbook. What we're going to need is a strength that can only come from Almighty God. I believe it's all possible because God is the one who gives us the strength to stand when everything else around us is trying to get us to fall. That's where I'm going. Find your Bibles. We're going to the book of Ephesians tonight, chapter 6. I want to talk to you tonight about the strength to stand. I'm going to get you in here with me at some point. Poke somebody again and tell them, I got strength. How about you? 
Boy, y'all are weak tonight. I'm just going to tell you straight up. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. The Word of the Lord says this. Finally, 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 my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your Word. God, thank You for the opportunity to minister it tonight. Lord, I pray around this room that our ears are open, our hearts are receptive, and I pray, God, that You give us strength to stand, Lord, while everything around us is shaking. Lord, I pray right now that You would give us the the ability to stand through the, the things that would knock us down. God, we give You praise and glory tonight for who You are. We give You all the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give him one more hand clap of praise if you wouldn't mind, please. How many are thankful tonight for the power of his might? Come on, it's not the power of your might, and it's not the power of my might. It's not the power of the assemblies of God might. It's the power of God's might, right? (laughs) I believe with all my heart that through the Lord God Almighty, we can find some strength. Will anybody confess the need of strength tonight in this room? See, the truth that you need to get inside of you is this. We're going to face some situations as we go through our lives that are going to require a strength that's bigger than the strength that you've got inside of you right now. Listen listen to your pastor. When you're standing by the side of the bed by a person you love so very much and they're passing away, friends, you're going to need a strength that comes from something greater than what you have to offer. When the doctor says the word cancer over your life or the life of somebody you love, you're going to need strength bigger than the strength you've got. When the boss says layoff in the economy that we're in right now, listen, friend, you're going to need a strength that's bigger than the strength that you've got. When the lawyer speaks the word divorce, when you you weren't even looking for it, you didn't even know that it was a possibility, you didn't even know that it was going on, you're going to need a strength that's bigger than the strength that you've got inside of you. When we're faced with situations that we've never been through before, or we're even faced with situations that we have been through before, we need strength. In fact, I'll take it to another level. From the time you lay your head on the pillow at night till the time you get up in the morning until the time you lay your head on the pillow again at night, you need strength that comes from something you don't have inside of you. How many would agree that in in those moments... As we're going through the problems, as we're going through the situations, as we're going through the the situations that that would cause the the wind to be sucked out of our sails or knocked to the ground, we're going to need a strength that's bigger than something that that we have inside of us in our own. I've known some very strong people in my life, and I'm sure you guys probably have as well. I've known men that could work 24 hours and, uh, and turn around and, and take just a few hours rest and get up and work another 24 hour shift. I've known guys who could work 712s and, and continue to do that for months on end. I've worked 712s for a couple of months at a time. Let me tell you, you get sick of going to that workplace every day over and over and over and over again. I've known some very strong men in my lifetime. I've known some very strong ladies in my lifetime. Women who could uh, shuffle a a, a career and a family and and keep all the the plates spinning, keep everything going, keep everything working, and still have the strength inside of her to take care of everybody's needs around her, still be a mama, still be a wife, still be an employee, still do all the things that are expected of her uh, in her lifestyle. 
But, but the reality is, as strong as those men may be, and as strong as those women may be, uh, we all need to recognize and realize we're going to come to a place where we're going to run out of strength on our own. Here's the good news. The promise of the Lord is to be our source of strength that will never run dry. We can be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. He will give us the strength to stand through whatever may come our way. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means He even gives me the strength to stand when things would cause me to fall down. So what is it that we need strength to stand through tonight? Well, there's a few things I want to point out to you. And the first one is this. I believe the strength to stand is strength to stand through hard times. Anybody ever gone through a hard time? Well, if you haven't, friend, Jesus said that we're going to. In John 16 and 33, Jesus said, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Jesus said, In the world you're going to have tribulation. But you can go ahead and be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Jesus said in the world we'd have tribulation. How many understand tonight that hard times come into every life and that no one is immune and no one is exempt from the hard times? Hard times come in the lives of the righteous and hard times come in the lives of the unrighteous just the same. Are you listening to your pastor preach to you tonight? Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, Jesus said, He makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. My granddaddy would say it like this, God causes the rain to fall on the dog's head and fall on the dog's tail, just the same. Listen, uh, good things happen to good people and bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to bad people. Uh, everything, everybody goes through, uh, the righteous and the unrighteous, all the same, can go through hard times. In my ministry, I've stood by the side of some of the most godly good people that I've ever known in my life as they went through a hard time. It wasn't because they were unrighteous. It wasn't because they had done some evil. It wasn't because they were corrupt. It simply was because the enemy came to try to sift them and take them out of the, the, the kingdom of heaven. A loss of loved ones, sickness in their own bodies, problems in their marriage, problems in their finances, problems with their physical problems. They were all going through and experiencing hard times. Being a child of God did not make them exempt from going through a hard time. I know I talk about Hubert an awful lot, but, but listen, that's a man of God. And when he was laying in the parking lot, he was going through a hard time. But listen, we know and understand that God gave him the strength to stand up even after going through the hard time. Psalms chapter 34 verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But, Many are the afflictions. I'm going to get you guys in here with me one way or the other tonight. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In my life personally, I've gone through some, some hard times. 
loss of people I love and care about, my grandparents, my parents, things that, that I didn't want to see happen, things I didn't want to personally go through. When, when I was going through about four years ago and I was going through that stress test and walking on that treadmill and they said, oh, we can't get your heart rate up. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give you the, the chemical that causes your heart rate to increase and the room went black. <laughs> Wasn't something I wanted to go through. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That means we're going to go through hard times. These people I talked about that lost the people they loved and cared about and, and my own personal issues of, of things where I've lost people I loved and cared about and, and were broken hearted because these things happened and, and thought, Lord, why am I going through this hard time? Why, why is this going on? And those people, why is this going on? Why am I going through this hard time? The thing that I recognize looking back, hindsight's always greater than foresight, isn't it? The thing that I recognize and realize, and I believe everybody that, that I love that went through those hard times would confess over themselves is, we'd have never made it through the hard times had God not been there to give us strength to stand up through it. We've got to have a strength bigger than us as we're going through difficulties. We've got to have something greater that we can pull from. We've got to have something greater to, to stand up before us. We, we've got to have something greater inside of us that, that's bigger than the hope and the strength that we can find in our own strength. And here's the good news tonight. The Bible's pretty plain about God being no respecter of person. And what he's done for one, he can do for another. And if he gave me strength to stand through the hard times, and he gave these people that I've spoken about strength to stand through the hard times, friend, he'll give you the strength to stand through the hard times as well. Why do we need strength to stand? Because, friends, we're going to go through some hard times from time to time. Another reason we need strength to stand is this. We need strength to stand when the temptations come our way. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God. A lot of but God tonight, ain't there? But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape so that you may be able to bear it. Uh, praise God. How many understand tonight that everybody deals with temptation? We talked about this in Sunday school. I know some of you weren't able to be there this morning for Sunday school class, but, but we talked about temptation. It's a spiritual growth process, temptation. We don't look at it that way. We don't think about it that way. But the opportunity uh, is presented before us through the temptation that may come our way. It's an opportunity to either do good or to do evil. The temptation is, is brought before us, and a sign of maturity is how we respond to the temptation when it comes our direction. But everybody goes through temptation. Your temptation might not be Alan's temptation, and Alan's temptation may not be Joey's temptation, but everybody goes through temptation. Uh, listen, if the Son of Man, if the Son of God went through temptation, friend, you better understand, you're going to go through temptation as well. Matthew 4 says that Jesus, the Son of God, was tempted. And in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus Christ was tempted just like you and I are tempted every day.
It may not be the, the, the same things, and the things that might have tempted you at one point in your life may not be the same things that tempt you today in your life. But the fact of the matter is we all deal with it. The sin part comes in how we respond to that temptation. We don't have to give in to it. The Bible says that God is faithful and He'll always give a backdoor clause where we can get out of the temptation. He always makes a way of escape. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? I've heard a lot of people all my life use the excuse of, oh, it, it happened in a moment of weakness. It happened in a moment of weakness. In a moment of weakness, I gave into my lust. In a moment of weakness, I gave into the bottle. In a moment of weakness, I allowed my temper to get the better of me. Can I tell you tonight, friend, that moments of weakness turns into hours and lifetimes of defeat if we allow that moment of weakness to get the best of us? God has given us the strength to stand up when the temptation would come our way, to firm our legs and our feet underneath of us, and the power of the Holy Spirit alive inside of us, and stand up to the temptation and never allow it to get the better of you. Come on, I believe that God gives us the help and the hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives that still, small voice alive inside of us. Have you ever had that voice? Tap on your heart and say, hey, dummy. Maybe he don't talk to you like that, but that's what he calls me, okay? Hey, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't go there. Don't, don't. Don't allow that to be manifested in your life. Come on, turn and go the other direction. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to direct us. And the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you to sin. He's going to lead you to righteousness every time. Gives us the strength to stand. So why do we need strength to stand? Well, we need strength to stand through hard times, and we need strength to stand through temptation, and we also need strength to stand through disappointments. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says this, We know all things work together for the good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Uh, how many would agree with your pastor tonight when I say, in life, we all deal with disappointments? We all deal with disappointments. I know it's never a good time to, to talk about disappointments, but the truth is tonight, friend, at some point or another in life, we're all going to deal with some sort of a disappointment. Dis disappointments happen uh, when, when we're, the thing that we're hoping for, the thing that we're desiring, the, the, the thing that we're, we're crying out to God for is unfulfilled. We can be disappointed with people, and we can be disappointed with situations, right? We can become disappointed when we're expecting that person that, that we place so much confidence and hope in, and, and they let us down uh, with something they've said or something they've done. We can find ourselves disappointed when, when we're expecting the, the one that we love who is sick to get better and to recover, but they don't. Well, we can be disappointed when, when we're hoping for that big promotion down at the, the workplace and, and the boss gives that promotion to somebody else. Disappointments come into every life. We can be disappointed when we're waiting on that little boy to call us on the telephone, and he don't because he's scared to death. I'm looking at three pretty girls. <laughs> yeah, don't answer the phone if he calls you. Disappointments are just like hard times, and disappointments are just like
All of this stuff is designed to get us to stop. All of this stuff is designed to get us to fall over. To suck the wind out of your sails. And to get you to say, man, if this is what it means to serve God. I didn't have all these problems when I was out in the world. None of this bad stuff was going on when I was doing bad stuff. I, I was... I was footloose and fancy free. I didn't have a problem in the world. <laughs> Boy, we had bigger problems than we even knew about. Yeah. Yep. All of these things that happen in life, whether it be discouragement or disappointment or a hard time or whatever it may be, they're all designed to get us to fall and to quit. Yeah. But I thank God tonight that Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says that God causes all things, even our disappointments, to work for the good. The thing that we were hoping to turn around, the thing we were hoping to go another direction, the thing that we were believing was going to, to change and be a completely different outcome of the, the thing that we were looking at. Listen, God's going to cause it to work for the good. Do you understand tonight? Even in the disappointment, even though the thing that we were hoping for may have not have happened, even when we were praying for that person to get better and it doesn't come to pass, even the thing we were desiring or expecting to come to pass, we can still stand in strength knowing that God is still going to work it out for the good because nothing can separate us from the love of Almighty God. Romans 8 and 35, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril of the sword or discouragement or disappointment? Shall my disappointment separate me from the love of God? Just because I was disappointed in the outcome of the situation, does that mean God doesn't love me anymore? Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. His love is deep and His love is wide. His love is never ending and His love is never failing. He loves you so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die for you. The next time you're confronted with disappointment, you find strength in knowing. No matter what happens, no matter what the outcome is, my God loves me. My God cares about my rising up and my lying back down. He cares about my going out and my coming back in. My God loves me. My God cares about me. And it doesn't matter what discouragement may come my way because of man. My God supersedes anything man may try to do or say. My God loves me. And I got strength to stand up and keep going. When people don't amen you when you're preaching. I got strength to stand up and keep going. In fact, I think I could preach about another hour. (laughs) That'd make y'all start amening me, wouldn't it? (laughs) I love you guys so much as your pastor. I'm so honored and so blessed to be called your pastor. And I pastored that church in Muskogee. We were there just right at 10 years. Not, not quite. I mean, just a few months shy of, of 10 years that we pastored that church. And I, I was very similar in my pastorate there that I am here. I, I don't do anything. I do halfway. I'm just not that, I'm not that guy. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I, 
I threw everything I had into it, and I, I lived my life for that church, and I just, and those people, I loved them, and we saw, we saw so many amazing things. I've told you guys, there, there were years uh, where every Sunday I'd go to my, my calendar, I keep a, a calendar on my desk, and every Sunday I'd go to my calendar and I'd write down how many people were saved that particular Sunday. And we went, through, we went through seasons for about two or three years there. Uh, there was one year, I think there were 73 uh, that got saved. There was one year there was 50-some that got saved. There was one year that there were 70, uh, 77 or 78. I, and I look back and I think about all that, and I was like, man, we were in the greatest time of revival. We were doing two services on Sunday morning. I, I'd preach the 815 service. We'd, I'd go teach Sunday school, and then I'd come back and teach, preach the 1030 service. I'd go home and die for about three hours. <laughs> and then we'd come back at 7 o'clock and have church again. My worship pastor didn't like me very much through that time. We saw people saved. We saw amazing things happen. That's when... Sister Grigsby was raised from the dead. I've told you her story so many times. It happened in a Sunday morning in an 815 church service, and that lady was, she is dead. And God brought her back to life. I saw it. I'm an eyewitness. Hallelujah. And I saw so many new converts, so many kids that I discipled, and so many kids that I poured my, poured my heart into, and so many, so many people I loved and I cared about, and I... I tried so hard to teach them and disciple them. Yeah. And God began to stir our nest, and God began to, to say, your season here is finished, your season here is completed. And I went to the, to the board and I told them, and I stood before the church that Sunday morning and I told them. And this young lady, I can see her face. She was working the nursery that that Sunday morning, she'd come out of the nursery and she said, Pastor, why? Why? They quit church the next week and never went back. And then people that I worked so hard to try to disciple and then people I worked so hard to try to teach. I'd love to tell you that that little church in Muskogee, Oklahoma is still thriving and going and doing good and they're still seeing. But they put their confidence in Gary they, they put their confidence in me instead of putting their confidence in God. Right. That's it. And they were dependent upon me to help them stand. Guys, don't put your confidence in Gary. No. Right. That's right. I'm not your strength. That's right. Only the Lord can be your strength. That's right. Amen. Only the Lord can give us the, the strength to stand through whatever may come our way. Yes. I love you. And I'm going to preach the Word of God to you. And I'm going to do my best to disciple you. And I'm going to give this 100%. And I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best pastor I know how to be. I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to fail. And I'm going to do dumb things because I'm just Gary. Right. <laughs> I didn't need an amen from you right there. Paul, in his letter to the church at Galatians, Paul poured into that church. And he, 
He taught them. He preached to them. He worked with them. He built them up. He, he spent time with them. And in that letter, he said, what happened? You were running a good race. Who cut in on you? Who cut you off? Guys, we've got the strength of the Lord God Almighty. We can be brave and we can be strong and we can run this race with endurance. We can fight the good fight of faith and never slow down, never stop. Why? Because God's the one that'll give us the strength to stand when everything else around us would cause us to fall. God will give us the strength to stand. Julie, come on, help you, pastor, please. Congregation, would you stand with me tonight? Stand with me tonight. Uh, strength to stand. <laughs> Once upon a time, I've shared with you before, when Vaughn and I were first married and for several years thereafter, I was involved with an organization called the Bowfishing Association of America, the BAA. I was a Coeta fish sticker, is what they called us. We, we, we shot bow fishing tournaments. Those tournaments would start at 7 o'clock at night and they'd go till 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'd spend all that time standing on the front of a boat doing that number right there. All night long. Those waves and your legs are doing that and you're just back and forth. And by the time the night was over and we got back to the ramp to, to weigh fish or to count fish, how many we'd shot for the night, you'd get out of that boat and you'd hit solid ground and you'd go. Your legs would just be jello because you'd been on the front of a boat all night long. I think sometimes we get that way and don't even recognize it. As long as I was on that boat, I had strength. Man, I was doing okay. I was, I was going with the motion. I was going with the waves. But when I got on something solid, when we get on something solid, we got strength. I want to pray over you tonight. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth we find in it. And God, I pray tonight around this room that, that you would strengthen shaky legs. God, I pray tonight that you'd help us to, to stand through the hard times. God, help us to stand through disappointment and discouragement. God, help us to stand through all temptation that might come our way. God, help us to stand no matter what may happen in our lives. God, we're standing because you're the one who gives us strength. Without you, Lord, we can do nothing but through you, by you, and from you. God, we believe anything is possible. God, I pray tonight. Help my brothers and help my sisters stand and stand strong. In Jesus' name. Please, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in this room tonight and you need Jesus to become your Savior, this is your moment. This is your time. Pastor Gary, I need Jesus to save me. I need Jesus to come alive in my heart. I do not know Him. I, I do not want to live life without Him. You've talked about Him, and I believe in Him. I want to confess Him as Lord over my life. If you're here tonight and you need Jesus to become your Savior, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand right now. Pastor, that's me. I need Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 How many would confess tonight? Because I'll be the first one to, to lift both my hands. How many would confess tonight you need a strength that's bigger than your own? Man, that's all of us, guys. That's all of us. I know here in a few moments we're going to dismiss services and we're going to go our separate directions. Some may go to IHOP to have chocolate pancakes. Some may go to the house and eat a bag of popcorn. Wherever you go, whatever you do, strength ain't there. Your strength is found there. Your strength is found in Him. So I want to encourage you tonight. Recharge your batteries just for a little bit. Connect to that power source before you walk out the door. Spend some time in prayer and in conversation with the source of strength. God bless you tonight as you find a place to pray.
I made mention this morning and I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it again tonight or not, but our children's pastors are leaving in the morning. I'm not exactly sure what time they're pulling out. I'm probably around 10 or something like that. They're heading to camp for the week. And so I'm going to ask Jonathan. He's, he's on kid patrol, but Alan will turn around and hit a kid if he needs to. And so just take control. And so I want as many as will come gather around our, our children's pastors. And some of the kids that are going are here. Lily, won't you come? We want to pray for you. Boston and Brooklyn are here tonight. They don't normally get to be here with us. We we get to adopt them for the week at camp. This is some of Courtney and Jonathan's family, and we love these kids. We got to do camp with them last year, and Boston's going to have a good time again this year. He is. So if if you didn't, if you weren't able to come this way, stretch a hand this direction, and let's let's pray over them that God will be with them this week. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for our children's pastors. Thank you for Jonathan and Courtney, the calling that you placed upon their lives, the work that you have for them to do. Thank you, Lord God, for the anointing that rests upon them to, to minister to children. God, I pray for the week that's in front of them. I ask you, Lord God, just to, to be with them, to, to keep them safe. I pray for cool temperatures. I pray for a good night's rest for them every night. I ask you, Lord, for incredible encounters through the services. And God, I just pray that children come back radically changed because of the time that they spent in your presence. God, I pray that you would just walk with them and protect them. God, I pray for the, for the van as they travel. God, I pray uh, all mechanical failures gone away. I pray, God, safety and hedge protection. God established around and about them. And Lord God, just your blessing. God, I pray uh, just for, for kids to come out of their shells. And I pray, God, for they just to have a, a radical, radical encounter with you. Lord, bless them and use them this week. And, and God, may you be the one that receives all the glory and the praise. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Father, I pray over my family this week. God, I, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Keep them safe and, and everything that they lay their hands to do. God, bless them and use them. And God, in everything that they do, give them strength to stand. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap together tonight. Amen. God bless you. Love on one another.